of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the third Juz Surah Al-Baqarah. In the previous episode, we mentioned a number of uh, verses that spoke about the examples and parables that Allah Azza wa gave concerning the people who give charity and depending on their intention and the manner in which they give that charity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave different descriptions. So we had the example of the one who spends for other than the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has an intention which is insincere and Allah azza wa described that as being something or like the example of a person who doesn't benefit it. They have, it's like an earth that has soil but underneath it is all hard rock and they will be exposed. And then Allah azza wa gave the example of the person who spends for the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how those are the people who have a fertile field of produce and the heavy rain that comes upon it doubles the yield and harvest that they have. And then Allah Azza wa gave the example of the person who spends in the way of Allah, but they also do some evil. They hold favor upon others. They accompany their charity with hurtful words and actions. And so those people are like the example of a person who has a field that is ripe for harvest, but they are inherently weak themselves and have no one else to help them. And if that continues, then they are people whose gardens will be destroyed. And Allah Azza wa told us also in the previous episode, as we mentioned, that shaitan promises poverty. That is shaitan's promise to people. Whereas Allah's promise is that he will give to them from his forgiveness and from his abundant mercy and provision subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, this, uh, on to, in today's episode, these verses that we're still uh, going through in this passage are still pertaining to charity and sadaqah. So Allah says in verse 270, وَمَا أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَمَا أَنْفَقْتُمْ مِنْ نَفَقَةٍ أَوْ نَذَرْتُمْ مِنْ نَذْرٍ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْلَمُهُ وَمَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ أَنْصَارِ Whatever you may give or vow to give, indeed Allah Azza wa Jal knows it well, and those who do wrong will have no one to help them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah Azza wa Jal knows what people intend. So what you give and the manner in which you give, it is known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those people who give in secret, Allah azza wa knows what they do. Those people who give and they don't really realize or they don't really count what they're giving, they just give in the path of Allah azza wa Allah knows what they give. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows also the vows that you are making in terms of that which you are give, giving. And just as Allah Azza wa also knows the intention behind the vow and the intention behind the giving, as we mentioned before, that there are people who give only for Allah's sake, there are people who give, give for the dunya and for showing off and for the praise of people, and there are people who give and they may have a mixed intention. They may want something back from that person in one way or another over time, but they're also giving for the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of this is known by Allah Azza wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْلَمُ Indeed, Allah knows it. And indeed, those who do wrong will have no one to help them. Meaning that if your intention is impure, 
you're from those people who do it for other than Allah's sake, then Allah will hold you to account for this. And as we said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposes such people either in this life or in the next life. <clears throat> in verse 271, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, إِن تُبْدُوا الصَّدَقَاتِ فَنِعِمَّاهِ وَإِن تُخْفُوهَا وَتُؤْتُوهَا الْفُقَرَاءَ فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَيُكَفِّرُ عَنْكُمْ مِنْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرٌ If you give charity openly, it is good. But if you keep it secret and give to the needy in private, then it is better for you. And it will alone, and it will atone for some of your bad deeds. Indeed, Allah is well aware of that which you do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now speaks about an issue that many people when it comes to charity, it is something which they are concerned with. It is something, it is one of the prominent questions that comes to people's minds. It is something which people often grapple with. And that is the question of, should I give my charity publicly or privately? Meaning that should other people know that I'm giving charity? So we often see, for example, people calling for charity and it's done in an open forum. For example, it's a, it's a charity dinner or it's done in a masjid for some project for the community or it's done in such a way that the people donating and giving would be known to the people there. It is public in that way. Or should I give charity which is in private? Should I give it quietly and privately with no one knowing my name and so on? And Allah Azza says here, in tubdu sadaqati mahi. If you were to give it openly, it is good. There is no harm in doing so. It is not haram in Islam to give it in openly. And this is an important verse here because Allah Azza is making a distinction between this issue here and what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentioned in previous verses, and that is that Allah Azza holds people to account for their intention. But that intention, if it is pure and it is sincere for Allah's sake, or you're one of those people who, for example, is sure that you can give charity openly whilst having sincerity in your heart, then there is no, there is no sin or harm in doing so. And we know from the sunnah of our Prophet ﷺ that the Prophet ﷺ on a number of occasions called people to give sadaqah openly, and they did so. And it wasn't the case that no, you have to go privately or you have to hide or you have to come individually to the Prophet ﷺ. But rather on occasions, the Prophet ﷺ would call people to give openly and they would do so. So for example, one example being the Eid prayer, as is mentioned in a number of a hadith, that the Prophet ﷺ went with Bilal to the women on the day of Eid and he gave them their own reminder. And he reminded them of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then he prompted them, encouraged them to give sadaqah. And he told them, give sadaqah. And so the women started to take off their jewelry, their rings and their necklaces and so on. And they started to put it in the cloth that Bilal radiallahu anhu was holding around so that people could place their wealth within it. And so that's an example. It's open charity, give in the path of Allah. And so the people there can see, oh, she's doing this and he's doing this and, and, and so on. Another example of this being in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, when the Prophet ﷺ would fundraise for jihad, for his expeditions and his military campaigns. He would call the companions to the masjid, and he would say to them that we have to go and fight so-and-so, we're going to wage war with so-and-so, and so given the path of Allah ﷻ. So people would come and they would spend, and there is a number of narrations, for example, of the companions giving in the path of Allah ﷺ, for examples such as Uthman ibn Affan who gave and gave and gave, to the extent that in some narrations the Prophet said to him وسلم, no harm will come to Uthman after this day. And so if a person has sincerity, there is no harm in them giving charity publicly. However, however Allah says, وَإِن تُخْفُوهَا وَتُؤْتُوهَا الْفُقَرَاءَ فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ But if you were to keep it quiet, secret, 
and to give it to the needy in private, then that is better for you. Meaning the general principle is that it is better to give charity in secret. Rather than announcing it or telling people or doing it publicly, it is better to give it in secret. And we already mentioned in a previous episode the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ concerning the seven who will be given shade on the Day of Judgment. From amongst them is the one who gives charity secretly. To the extent that the left hand doesn't know what the right hand gives, as the Prophet ﷺ said in that particular narration and hadith. That's the general principle. To go privately, privately meaning that no one knows, not the poor person, no one else around you knows, and you give it for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. And one of the primary reasons that it is better is because it is more likely to preserve the sincerity and purity of your intention. Whereas if you were to give it openly, even if you had a good intention, sometimes shaitan comes to a person during the act of giving, after the act of giving, and that intention can be manipulated can be transformed or changed the whisperings of shaitan make a person think in a different way and so some people may fear that for themselves so Allah says this way you're safeguarded from it however to give charity in public according to a number of the scholars of Islam sometimes it is more virtuous and more rewarding than giving it in secret it is more rewarding sometimes to go against the general principle as we know the Prophet did for example in issues and causes where there is a great reward or a great benefit for the community that you call them together rather than approaching people individually and that's why you have in our time charity dinners mosque fundraisers and so on and so forth and that is because these people come together they're told this is what we need from you and they come and they give and in many ways they encourage one another they give from one another they help one another in terms of that act and the prophet told us in the hadith of uh, on one occasion he was asking for charity and the people were being slightly slow in giving until one of the companions stood up and he gave something and then another one saw this and they gave and, and then the people started giving the prophet said whosoever establishes a good practice in this religion then he will have his reward and the share of the reward of everyone who comes and follows in their footsteps without diminishing any of their reward. And likewise for the one who establishes an evil practice in Islam as well. And so therefore, if you're someone who encourages, you're the first person, you help, you prompt, whatever, then there is something which can have a great effect upon the people around you and the community. And in that case, it is one of those occasions when public charity is better. The caveat always being, so long as you have sincerity in your heart. If that position being in that situation, giving charity in that way is going to corrupt your intention, then it is never better. Because even if you're encouraging others, the origin of that action, the sincerity or the, the intention of that action in your heart is corrupted. And because of that, everything which follows then also becomes corrupted. And so therefore, it is better for you then to refrain from that particular situation or that particular circumstance, that occasion, because you're not one of those people that can discipline your intention. But if you can, you can work on it, you can maintain the act of sincerity for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you can ignore what other people may say in terms of praise and in terms of looking at you and so on. That stuff which doesn't bother you, doesn't make a difference to you because you know that your act is for Allah's sake. You're seeking, you have your eyes on the reward of Allah alone and His pleasure alone subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing else matters to you. Everything else is insignificant what people may say or not say, whether it's good or bad or positive or negative. It is only you and Allah's reward that you focus upon. Then it is good to give on occasion in public, especially if you will prompt and encourage others. Otherwise, the general rule, generally speaking, is that you try to keep your sadaqah hidden, 
keep it as one of those private acts between you and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azawajal says, either way will you kafiru ankum min sayyatikum, it will atone for your bad deeds. Charity is one of the greatest ways of atoning and expiating for your bad deeds. Wallahu bima ta'amaloona khabir, and indeed Allah Azawajal knows full well that which you do. In the next verse, verse 272, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, لَيْسَ عَلَيْكَ هُدَاهُمْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَمَا تُنْفِقُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَلِأَنفُسِكُمْ وَمَا تُنْفِقُونَ إِلَّا بَتِغَاءَ وَجْهِ اللَّهِ وَمَا تُنْفِقُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ يُوَفَّ إِلَيْكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تُظْلَمُونَ It is not for you, O Messenger of Allah, to guide him, but rather it is Allah who guides whomsoever he wills. Whatever charity you give will benefit yourselves provided you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whatever you give will be repaid to you in full, and you will not be wronged. Allah Azza wa is, to- is telling us here, that not every person gives charity in that way. There are people who have corrupt intentions, people who are miserly, people who are stingy. You cannot guide everyone. You cannot make everyone do good. It is in the hands of Allah Azza wa whomsoever receives guidance and whosoever does not. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us, mentioning a principle that we mentioned before, that that which you do, you ultimately benefit from it yourself. As the Prophet told us, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said, as the Prophet Sallallahu told us, that Allah Azza wa Jalla said in the Hadith Al-Qudsi, Yabna Adam, innama hiya amalukum. O child of Adam, these are your deeds. Allah Azza wa Jalla says, innama husiha lakum. I have just recorded them for you. So Allah Azza wa Jalla says that they are your good deeds. فَمَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا so if you find good in those deeds, then praise Allah. Whoever finds other than this, then let them blame only themselves. It is your deeds, Allah Azza wa records them. You are the one who ultimately benefits in terms of reward, in terms of expiation for your sins, in terms of, of gaining Allah's blessing and His mercy and His favor and an abundance in His in, uh, increase in His blessings and so on. This is what you benefit from. So long as you do it for the sake of Allah so long as it is done for Allah's pleasure. And that which you do of good and you spend of good, then Allah Azza wa Jalla will repay you full and more in terms of what you will receive and reward in this life and in the next. Allah Azza wa Jalla blesses you in this life and Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala will give you the greatest of rewards in the next life. In verse 273, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala then says, لِلْفُقَرَاءِ الَّذِينَ أُحْسِرُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ ضَرْبًا فِي الْأَرْضِ يَحْسَبُهُمُ الْجَاهِلُ يَحْسَبُهُمُ الْجَاهِلُ أَغْنِيَاءَ مِنَ التَّعَفُّفِ تَعْرِفُهُمْ تَعْرِفُهُمْ بِسِيمَاهُمْ لَا يَسْأَلُونَ النَّاسَ إِلْحَافًا وَمَا تُنْفِقُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ بِهِ عَلِيمٌ Give to those who are wholly occupied in Allah's way and cannot travel in the land for trade. The unknowing might think them rich because of their self-restraint, but you will recognize them by the characteristic of not begging persistently. Indeed, Allah is aware of any good that you give. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse 273 is a beautiful verse that speaks about the poor that you should seek out in terms of giving to your charity. There is an obligatory type of charity which is zakah, and Allah Azza wa Jalla will mention as we will come across that verse in Surah Al-Tawbah, inshallah ta'ala, when we reach that part of the Qur'an, Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions to us the eight categories of recipients of zakah. These are the people that your zakah is due to, and that is given to them. When it comes to your charity, your sadaqah, your optional charity, Allah Azza wa Jalla says that there is a group of people that are poor and needy that you should seek out, that they have more right to. 
And Allah tells us generally that Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us generally that the poor and needy are worthy. But Allah praises this type of poor person for the way that they conduct themselves and the characteristics that they possess. And one of the things that therefore we benefit from this verse is that you don't necessarily control the circumstances that you are in. Some people Allah has given to them wealth. They're born rich. They're born comfortable financially. Or they grow up and Allah blesses them in terms of their career and their job and their earning power. And other people Allah has decreed that they are poor. That they're born in a poor family. That their circumstances mean that they will always be poor. That despite their natural intelligence and abilities and so on, they're not able to earn money. Because that's one of the things, the risk of a person, the provision. It's one of those things that Allah has decreed and written for a person for each and every single person. And people differ in that regard. Nothing to do with how good a person is or how evil, how noble they are, or how pious or how, how impious they may be. That is something which Allah has decreed. However, what you do have control over is the way that you manage that circumstance, the way that you deal with that circumstance, your character in that circumstance, the way that you respond to that circumstance. And so Allah does not praise the wealthy for simply being wealthy, nor the poor for simply being poor, but Allah praises both of those groups for the way that they deal with that situation in a manner that is pleasing to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the wealthy, if they use that wealth to please Allah, to come closer to Allah, to help the poor and needy, Allah praises them. Because they use that wealth in a way that is pleasing to Allah, not because they were wealthy. And likewise, the poor here, Allah praises them, not because they're simply poor, but because of the patience that they show, because of the self-resistance that they show, because of the discipline that they show, because of the of the of, of the of the of the pleasure that they show in the decree that Allah has given to them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Lil There is a group of poor people who are stuck. They're not able to trade, they can't work, they're, they're just, it's just their circumstance. This isn't speaking about the person who is poor, but because they choose to be poor. They can earn, they have the potential to earn and get a job, but they're just lazy. They don't want to work, they don't want to be from amongst those people who earn. And that is a group of people that you find. You find people that don't want to work, they just want to take from the government and its handouts, they just want to, that's something which Islam doesn't like. And that is why in some hadith, the Prophet said, don't give sadaqah to those people. They have the ability to go and earn. They're just poor because they want to be poor. They're choosing to be poor. Not because they can't go and work and earn a living and manage their affairs. Yes, they may not never be wealthy, but they have enough to suffice themselves. They can earn enough to suffice themselves and their family, but they just don't want to. And so that is something which Allah doesn't like. It's not praised in the Sharia. These people don't have that opportunity. They're not in that circumstance. Their circumstances mean that they are genuinely poor. However, Allah says, These people, an ignorant person, would think that they are rich. Why? Because they have ta'affuf. Ta'affuf means that they're people who don't make it known that they're poor. You wouldn't know by looking at them that they're poor. They don't beg, they don't ask, they have a level of honor and, and, and self-honor that they, that they want to preserve that they don't actually like people knowing their situation financially and so on. And the people who know them intimately or the people who can see behind this will know that they're difficult. They're in a difficult situation. They're struggling. They're in hardship. But they don't go and announce it. They don't go and proclaim it. They're not comp- constantly complaining. They're not constantly telling people. They're not constantly going around. Those are people that Allah Azza wa loves. Loves because of the way that they conduct themselves. 
loves because of the honor that they're trying to maintain in the most difficult of circumstances as the companions of the Prophet ﷺ were. How many of them lived, as we know, were homeless from the people of the Suffa as they're known that lived and resided in the masjid of the Prophet ﷺ. Too poor to eat, too poor to find something to drink, too poor to work, too poor to find shelter, clothing, all of this stuff. But you don't find them begging. You don't find them going around seeking stuff, you know. They were people who were pleased with the decree that Allah gave to them. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ta'rifuhum bisimahum. You know them by their character. You know them by their attributes. لا يسألون الناس الحافة. They're not the people who constantly beg. Yes, sometimes they may ask for help. Sometimes they may, they may hint as some of the companions would do when they're really hungry, they go to a companion, they hint, and maybe sometimes the companion understands the hint, and so they give them some food, invite them home for dinner. Sometimes the companions don't take the hint, they don't understand the hint, and so they leave that person, but that person won't go the next step and say, hello, I'm telling you I'm hungry, I need food, I'm, I'm poor. They wouldn't go to that level. They don't beg. لا يسألون الناس الحافة. What they request, they make in an honorable way. They do it in a way that is good, that is befitting of the character of a Muslim. But as for going overboard, being excessive, being persistent, being someone who's following other people, no, that's not their way, and it is not the character, character that they have. Allah pleases, is pleased with these people, and He is from amongst, these are from amongst the people that Allah is saying that you should seek out. وَمَا تُنْفِقُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ بِهِ عَلِيمٍ And that which you give, then indeed Allah is well aware. These are a group of people that you will find in every community that has them. Every community has families that are struggling. Single mothers, orphans, people who are widows and so on. People who are struggling financially, but you wouldn't really know it. They're not the you know generally poor people that are known in the community. They're not the people that are constantly asking. Or, but there are people there in every community. And so when people often come and they say, oh, we have zakah, but we want to send it abroad. We don't want to give it here because there's no poor people in the UK, in the US, in the West because it's rich and everyone's got money. That's not the case. There are so many people who are needy, so many people who are in difficult situations in the West, in these countries, despite all of the benefits that they may receive and all of the help that they may receive from the government and other places. But they still need money. It's not enough for them. It doesn't help them, especially in times of difficulty and times of an increase in the cost of living and so on and so forth. Those people exist everywhere. You just don't know them because they don't advertise themselves. You don't know them because they're not the people who come and beg and ask of you. But they exist and they are there. And so if you go to your local masjid, you go to your local uh, charity, uh, Muslim charity, and so they will tell you we know these families, we know these people, we know who they are. And if you give us your zakan, you help us, we will make sure inshallah ta'ala that it goes to them. And so sometimes we're very quick to send our money abroad. And, and yes, no doubt there are people who are abroad who need that money who are going through extremely difficult circumstances as well. But it is also wrong to dismiss the people around you. If you can't help your neighbors and the community around you, then that is also a shortfalling or a shortcoming that needs to be addressed. In the final verse on this page, verse 274, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ سِرًّا وَعَلَانِيَةً فَلَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ فَلَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Those who give out of their own possessions of their own wealth by night and by day in private and in public, they will have their reward with their Lord. No fear for them, nor will they ever grieve. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in this verse, that those who spend from that which Allah has given to them of their wealth. And they're constantly people of sadaqah. They are known as being of the people of sadaqah because they're constantly giving in every situation. 
they give by night and they give by day, they give in open and they give in secret. And so there are people, they will look at every opportunity to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they will take it. Someone comes to them at night, or they hear of a campaign at night, or they're in the masjid after Isha and it's night, and they're told to give, they will give. And if it's during the daytime, they will give. And if it's something which is in open and public, and as we said, they have sincerity in their heart, they won't, uh, they won't allow that opportunity to go away from them, but they will give. And they will give in secret as well. They are people who are people of charity in this way. And that is why Allah Azza describes them in this way, because it is a sign of their sincerity, that they're constantly giving. Does it make a difference to them? It's open or secret. It's day or night. They are people who just give in charity. Allah Azza says, concerning them, they will have their reward with their Lord. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give to them their reward in full. And some of those rewards have already been mentioned in previous verses. They will never fear, nor will they have any grief, meaning they don't fear that which will come ahead of them in terms of the next life because Allah Azza wa will safeguard them from his punishment nor do they grieve in terms of that which they leave behind of their family and so on because Allah Azza wa will preserve them and from the greatest benefits of giving charity and sadaqah is this that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses the person's family after they have left this world through their generosity and through their giving and through their charity just as they have helped others and done good then Allah Azza wa likewise does good to their descendants and to their family members that they leave behind so their children, their grandchildren, the people that they leave behind, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks after them with his divine protection, his divine aid and help. And with that, we come to the end of today's episode. May Allah azza wa jal bless you all. Barakallahu feekum. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim.